0: what's up players this is the talk of champions
1: franchise player always boss player
0: forever it's another crossover podcast i'm ben garrett at spirit been on twitter and joining me this is David Johnson. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit and affiliate of on3.com. He writes for Inside the Rebels of 247. And Ole Miss football is now 24 days away from kicking off the season. It, it seems so close, but it's not.
1: Yeah, yeah, it kind of feels weird. We're recording this on a Wednesday morning and I'm not out there on the practice field. You know, Lane Kiffin has been very open with everything uh, for the first through the first six days of fall camp. Practice number seven on Wednesday, though. Rebels are going to do it behind closed doors. We'll get to see them again on Thursday and next again on Saturday in what Lane Kiffin calls probably the most important scrimmage of his coaching career. Is he selling it a little bit? I I do think it's that important because uh, both quarterbacks, Jackson Dart, Luke Altmaier, are going to be on full display everybody's going to leave there with an opinion, you know, who should be the starter against Troy. Look, it's one scrimmage. There are three more after this one on Saturdays that'll play into that. But I I think, I think we're going to leave there Saturday with a feeling one or the other quarterback has some separation and the other guy is going to have some catching up to do. And uh, you know, through the first six days, very difficult for me to ascertain which one is in the lead. Luke is efficient. We all know that. Dart tends to uh, get himself in control with interceptions, he fumble a couple of handoffs, things like that. Throws. I think everything's pretty equal.
0: Outside of quarterbacks, what do we know? Seven practices in. Well, about to be seven practices in. I don't feel like the scrimmage coming up on Saturday – is some existential put-up-or-shut-up day. I feel like that's Lane Kiffin being the master marketer that he is, even if sometimes it's unintentional, like with Juice Kiffin. I feel like he's kind of playing this up because this is the only open scrimmage for fans to attend. I don't see it as that important. I mean, it's two weeks in. There's two weeks left.
1: Yeah, and probably you're going to see both quarterbacks play in the month of September, but, in the scope of fall camp, I can see where this is this is huge. Um, I mean, and it's not only the quarterbacks, it, it's, you know, sixteen other transfers that are going to play impactful roles, and it's their first dress rehearsal, if you will. Um, people are going to be keeping score. The coaching staff's going to be keeping score. I, I, I think this is big. I, I don't think he was bluffing when he said it's probably the biggest scrimmage, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, of his coaching career.
0: It matters because it's first game-simulated action for both of these quarterbacks in fall camp. But there's going to be more of that. Just because we don't get to see it doesn't mean they're not going to do more of that, and that will be more important as we creep closer to the season. My question is, we've been so consumed with the quarterbacks. What other battles are worth paying attention to?
1: You know, I think the linebacker – room is uh, you know who are going to be your your starting linebackers troy brown Kari coleman austin keys ashante Sistrunk. all of those guys are in the mix and uh i don't think they fully have an answer to that yet i think all four of those guys are battling they're all going to play but who are the two on the field first um you know i think that's where the 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 other main position battle is at because you know You know how the secondary is going to stack up. You're going to have A.J. Finley, Tysheem Johnson, Miles Battle, DeAndre Prince. Yeah, I think the battle is at linebacker, Ben. I mean, you know, who's going to be the the first two guys on the field?
0: What's settled? Offensive line, running back. I mean, even though it's three new guys to go along with Control Bullet, we know who the running backs are, and it starts with Zach Evans. Even wide receiver, they lost their top three wide receivers, and yet we kind of know who they're going to go with first: Jonathan Mingo, Jalen Robinson, assuming that he catches up with his plays and he can play on the field every single snap.
1: Malik Keith, he's in that conversation as well. He's
0: had a really good camp, hadn't he?
1: He has a really good. He's had a really good camp. Uh, look, and, and the kids having fun out there. We hope he keeps it all together because. Uh, Malik Heath could end up being the man. You know, every time I look out there with the ones at receiver, I see Mingo, I see Robinson, I see Heath, and then there's going to be somebody else, you know, rotating in and out. But I think you're starting to see those three guys, Mingo, Robinson, and Heath, kind of emerge a little bit.
0: Who does Malik Heath remind you of from Ole Miss?
1: A little little bit, maybe like Laquan Treadwell, but – a little faster, if that makes any sense. I'm not saying he's going to be Laquan Treadwell, but um, yeah, he reminds me a little bit of Treadwell.
0: If he looks like that to you, why didn't he put it together at Mississippi State? That's a pass happy yeah. offense. Will Rogers, oh, yeah, quarterback.
1: Okay, okay, it's pass happy offense, but it's kind of a dink and dunk offense, and. Long balls are really not, uh, not a thing down there. They rarely – well, they don't throw it deep a lot. It's mostly just a hey, five-yards cut catch to the running backs out of the backfield. Um, so at Ole Miss, he's got an opportunity to go downfield and catch balls downfield. And I think that's why you didn't see the numbers that I think he's capable of at Mississippi State.
0: Yeah, you think he's going to be potentially the lead guy for, for how they'll utilize him, not necessarily based on talent, but because of how he'll be utilized. He's talented enough. I'm not knocking the talent. The talent is there. They wouldn't have bought him in otherwise. But the fact that they need him to be that Braylon Sanders type, maybe.
1: Well, they need, they need somebody to be that, that guy. It may be Mingo. Jalen Robinson is going to remind you of more of an Elijah Moore type player. But uh, there's a role for Malik if he embraces it. And, yeah, he's got the potential to be the guy if everything goes well this year for him.
0: Well, here's what I really wanted to do on this Wednesday, August tenth, two 2022, as we're in the doldrums of Ole Miss football fall camp. I want to do hot take hotel after seven practices. Six. They're in their seventh today, Ben. Six practices. Give me a hot take after six practices and watching this team practice.
1: I don't think anybody's mentioned this guy's name. Okay. But Preston Cushman, the true freshman offensive lineman. Um, and we all know the Ole Miss O line situation. Look, Preston's probably not going to play this year, but he is already showing traits of being a great one. Um, he reminds me of Ben Brown. I think he's a little bigger than Ben. They've been playing him at guard. He wears Ben's old number 55. Um, and from a personality standpoint, I got to tell you, he 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 is almost identical to Ben Brown. He's the all shucks kind of guy. Everything's always good. Um, Preston Cushman, one to watch. Uh, and again, I don't think anybody said anything about him, but I've noticed him uh, talking to some of the players. They think he's got a very bright future. We're talking about other offensive linemen, but Preston Cushman deserves some recognition. Uh, I think Jake Thornton hit it out of the park when he got this kid.
0: Hot take hotel, Davison Igbenosan, after six practices, I will go out and say, is an NFL prospect. He's got the look. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, And, um, you know, we haven't talked to Davison and and probably won't with him being a true freshman. But uh, another highly intelligent kid. He's all serious, 100%. He's soaking everything he can in about the game. Davis and Nick will play this year. There is no doubt about it.
0: Your second hot take. Give me a hot one. Preston Cushman is, is kind of lukewarm. I need a hot one. Ole
1: Miss has no punter. No punter. They're, they're desperately looking for one right now. It's got to be a JUCO guy or a grad transfer guy uh, to be able to play this season. But uh, they're looking for one. Um, the Australian punter, uh, Fraser Martin, I guess is how you say it. Uh, he's injured, and he's the only punter listed on the roster.
0: Yeah, that's something that's supposed to be out of sight, out of mind. You only pay attention to punting and kicking when it's bad, and if they're already searching six practices in, it's pretty scary, man.
1: Yeah, you took they're, Mac they're Brown some... for granted. Oh yeah, Mac was a great player. You know, I mean, it's impossible to go through a season without punting. Lane Kiffin would try if he could. Well, I guess he could, but uh, somebody <laughs> did it. I remember a high school coach that had that philosophy. But, um, no, when it's fourth and 20 and you're on your own 10, you need to punt. Well, have the kicker looked any good? You know, you're you're going to have Jonathan Cruz out there. And, you know, Lane talked about him yesterday. He's looked okay. Um And, and that's your guy. Caden Costa is not going to play, um, wouldn't be eligible to play, I think until the egg bowl. And I mean, by that time, you know, well, he's not going to play unless Cruz is just awful.
0: I don't feel the same kind of optimism from David today that I have been feeling.
1: Yeah. Those are areas of concern for sure. I mean, I mean, come on, Ben, you're a weekend of fall camp and you don't have a punter. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, we all stood out there the other day, and watched Kincaid Dent field the snaps on the punt team, you know, maybe Kincaid Dent punts. Who knows? That's the way to get Kincaid on the field. Let him punt. Well, he, he boomed a 43-yarder once. I saw that. And he did punt in high school at Jackson Academy. In a pinch. You could do worse. Absolutely. You could. But that's a big concern. We're all caught up in quarterback and linebacker and, you know, how great this team looks and all of that, you're looking for a punter.
0: Well, here's my second hot take. Wow.
1: You're here's my for second a hot
0: take. Casey Kelly is going to start the opener over Michael Trigg. But Michael Trigg's going to play a lot. But Casey's going to start and also kind of send a message, maybe
1: because Michael's struggling with a little bit of buy-in? Uh, I don't know if it's buy-in. He definitely struggles with the heat. I'll tell you that. Uh, but Casey Kelly – is kind of a coach on the field if you watch him at practice you know through the first week of fall camp he's always telling guys hey be here do this do that um and uh yesterday it started raining a little bit on us and casey spent the whole time singing in the rain so he's having a great time uh i think he's ready for a great year he's 100 percent recovered from the knee injury he will not be wearing the brace this year which kind of restricts his movement a little bit. Um, but you're right. He's, he's going to be the starting tight end. And that's not an indictment on Michael Trigg at all. It's, uh, it's applause for Casey Kelly and the work he's done.
0: Give me your last hot take. Give me a hot one. I want my oven mitts on, David. Give me something fiercely hot.
1: Quinshawn Judkins is going to carry the football almost as much as Zach Evans. How about that? Oh, oh, um, oh, oh. Judkins is, is a steal. He was a steal of this class. He's going to play a lot. Get to, get to know the name, Quinn Sean Judkins.
0: If you haven't already, subscribe, review Talk of Champions on iTunes, and when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. As long as it's five stars, this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Just simply search Talk of Champions. And Talk of Champions is brought to you in part by Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance. And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662 662-296- 296 0186, and tell them that Ben sent you for a no cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Your Omas baseball rebels are national champions. Yes, that really happened. Your eyes did not deceive you. And what better way to celebrate since we all spent way too much money getting to and back home from Omaha than with a new car? Listen to NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you.
1: Ole Miss fans,
0: you can never be too careful, especially these days and with young kids at home. Don't take any chances and secure your home with Ufe Smart Lock, an easy install all-in-one security device for your front door and that peace of mind we're all looking for. I myself am a Eufy user, and I can tell you firsthand, go ahead and ditch those house keys forever, grab a Phillips head screwdriver because that's all you'll need, and give Eufy Smart Lock a try today. No monthly fee, and Eufy customer service is waiting on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to Vault Hemingway or the Pavilion or Swayze Field to cheer on your Ole Miss Rebels with the reassurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Smart Lock. Ufi Video Lock makes it easy to keep an eye on things back home. Its built-in camera can tell you who's at the front door from the comfort of your stadium seat. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com, eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Smart Lock and Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. All right, if you, David Johnson had to rank then the depth chart for Ole Miss at running back It's Zach Evans and then two Quinshawn
1: right now? You know, it's hard to do because Bentley is so good beating people to the perimeter, on the edge, the passing game. Um, But, you know, as far as lining up and running the football, I wouldn't be afraid of having Quinshawn Judkins in there uh, before anybody, to be honest with you. I mean, he's like a – a little bowling ball or pinball, he bounces off people. It's hard to get a get a hand on it. Um, he's he's gonna play Ben. I mean that that's the just the fact of the matter, and uh, they're all gonna play. I think even you're gonna see Kentrell Bullock get a few carries. But um, Ole Miss, they're they're loaded in the backfield. There's no other way of putting it.
0: Well, now that you've eyeballed them for six practices. Where are the obvious needs in recruiting after six practices? That's a hot take.
1: Punter. Punter, yeah, definitely. Right now, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know if they could tell you right now in terms of what their main needs are. Obviously, they want to sign a couple of receivers. Look, I think Caden Lee is just about ready to to make the announcement that he's going to come to Ole Miss. Uh, Obviously, they want Aiden Williams really bad. Um, if they get Caden Lee and they get Aiden Williams, I think they're good at receiver. Uh, tight end. Tight end is a, is a, is a position they need to uh, have some success at. I've I, I got to tell you, I think his name is Lucky. He's committed to Georgia right now. They don't think he's going to be committed to Georgia when all is said and done. And I know he was on the list to be here a couple of weekends ago, and he didn't. Instead, Georgia was having some kind of cookout, and he went to the cookout. But conversation and communication with Lucky is very intense right now between he and Ole Miss. So I'd keep my eye on that guy. Um, You know, they're always going to try to bring in a couple of offensive linemen. they got Xavion Miller, the Juco uh, offensive tackle, that will be here next year. They hope he's a plug-and-play guy. They may not necessarily need him, if these younger guys at tackle keep on developing and there's a possibility that jeremy james could be back again and i know that sounds crazy because i really and truly believe he's going to be the first rebel off the board and uh, i know some of the coaches think that too but jeremy really enjoys college life and uh you know if you know jeremy he's a He's a little bit of a different kind of guy. He might just shock everybody. Maybe.
0: i um, don't I'm, know. At the end of the day, when you see those dollars, those zeros.
1: Listen, talking about numbers, the numbers I heard was that James was 70% on coming back for another year. Now, I think that all changes when he gets his uh, report back from the NFL scouts and everything. I don't expect him to be back. But – it's certainly possible. He's contemplating it. That's
0: crazy. Well, we're doing an impromptu recruit check. So what's happening right now? It's a dead period. Uh, what is the one thing or a couple of things that Ole Miss fans need to know with Ole Miss football recruiting right now since we're on the topic?
1: Yeah, you know, even though it's a dead period, this staff is still working its tail off right now. I mean, they're contacting kids. They're, they're lining visits for the games. Um, you know, that's the next time we'll see the kids here on campus and uh you know you want to you want a big crowd of recruits for the troy game you want a big crowd for uca and on and on so uh, you know they're they're working those guys and uh they're they're trying to get them here so that's kind of what's going on right now the, the high school prospects you know and part of the reason it's a dead period everybody's focused on their season that includes the high school prospects right now you know they're going through their camps as well so uh You know, it's still going on. It's not as paramount. Uh, It's not out there in the media as it normally would be. But um, that's kind of the reason why. Everybody's getting ready to play their first game.
0: We pick dudes every single recruiting year. Well, I do. Last year, I picked Jaheim Otis. He ends up at Alabama, loses 100 pounds. Looks amazing. This year, my dude is Aiden Williams. What's the update on my dude, Aiden Williams? What's
1: that? Yeah, I mean, it could happen before they play their first game. Yeah, Ole Miss loves where they are with him. You know, the the problem with that and covering recruiting now, though, is NIL deals. It could be this one day and the next day it'd be that. And yeah. you have to go back yeah. to the other school and go, hey, they've offered me this. You're offering me this. What can you do to match that? Because I really want to stay here in state and play at Ole Miss. So, you know, that's the, that's the big enigma, if you will, right now. But, uh, you know, as I understand it, Ole Miss feels really good, really good about Aiden Williams. They would not be surprised if he came into the fold before Richland High School plays their first game, which is uh, next Friday.
0: I'm a terrible host. I forgot who you picked as your dude, who you're bullish on in this class coming out of high school. Who is your dude?
1: Yeah, my dude is Aiden Williams. Oh, There's a reason yeah. Tennessee and Georgia and Ole Miss and everybody is salivating over him. LSU. Uh, I mean, you look at Aiden Williams and, and even though he's, a, he's about to be a senior in high school, you, you talk about NFL potential, this kid's got it. I mean, he, he's pretty much got everything. And if he comes in here and catches passes for three years, he'll be in the NFL. Um, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, that's my dude.
0: Your dude. Your dude. Yeah. Man. All right. A couple last ones. It's impromptu recruit check. Deion Smith at Scuba. Will he be at Ole Miss in January or May?
1: Who knows? Who knows? And I'm not even. I'm not even gonna guess. I mean, he's got to – What What Dion's biggest task is right now is not the classroom. He's got to survive being on Buddy Stevens' football team, and uh, you know. Who knows? He's on it right now. We'll see what happens.
0: Oh, kind of ominous sounding there. A little ominous with it. Bryson Hurst is in GCO. He's not getting an Ole Miss ever. I think he's gone.
1: Probably not. Yeah.
0: Anybody else? The way,
1: the way he handled his recruitment, I mean, he didn't sign anything, but he had TV cameras there. The media was there. Everybody who was there, was covering Bryson Hurst, quote unquote, signing with Ole Miss. And, um, you know, he didn't sign anything.
0: Any of the other guys that we covered in recruiting ad nauseum for a year, be it the portal or uh, high school recruits that you're keeping an eye on for the next cycle that maybe didn't get here that we expected? Anybody else, or is it Dion and Bryson? Bryson's not coming here.
1: No, no, he's not. He's not going to ever make it here. I don't believe that. Um, you know, the guy that I'm intrigued with is a 2024 guy, Walker White, the quarterback out of Little Rock. Mm. Ole Miss wants him. He's number one on their board. He knows it. I think Ole Miss is number one on his board. Uh, Arkansas is offered. They want him as well. It's He's always an Arkansas board.
0: legacy, David.
1: Yeah, Well, he may be, but his brother went to Arkansas and things didn't work out. And his brother left Arkansas, is now playing wide receiver at Central Arkansas. Mm. So we know Walker White's going to be at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium when UCA and Ole Miss play on September the 10th. Uh, And then he's coming back for another game. He's told me that. In the last three months, he's made exactly one visit per month to Ole Miss. He spurned the Arkansas cookout to come to Ole Miss um, a couple of weekends ago. Look, they want him. I've been told, hey, if you put him out there in red and blue right now, he'd fit in just fine with the quarterbacks on campus. Um, I think he's a little underrated. But... um, He's their guy. They want him. I think he wants us. So we'll see how that uh, plays out. But Walker White, somebody I'm paying really close attention to.
0: That sounds so weird. He wants us and we want him, but it's just got to work out.
1: <laughs> no, that's exactly what I meant. Yeah, I know. Mean, it's a, it's a, it's a bromantic relationship.
0: Crazy bromance. You know who else has a crazy bromance? You and me, my friend. And you don't sound like the same happy go lucky David today. What's are you? All right. We good,
1: man. I'm absorbing my day, not having to go and stand on the practice field for four hours.
0: What are you going to do so with I'm, yourself?
1: Uh, I'm going to work. I'm working now. Um, Ooh. and that's that's what, that's what I'm going to do today. You need to pick up your guitar, man. Play a little guitar. You know what I've discovered is my hand movement is not uh, as good as it was pre COVID. And, uh, it's a little frustrating.
0: Oh, that's terrible. That's like your passion. That sucks.
1: Yeah. So one of the after effects of COVID is my left hand. It just doesn't always do what I want it to do. So, uh,
0: (laughs) See, I could have made a ridiculous joke on that, but I didn't.
1: I was actually thinking that as I said it, but, uh, (laughs) But I'm right-handed, so uh-huh. never mind. Oh,
0: what a Wednesday morning. He's David Johnson, a.k.a. Debbie Downer. I'm Ben Garrett. He oh, wants for inside oh, the Rebel. I, I give, me, give me one good thing to end on, David. You just don't have the same pep in your step. I'm used to you, like, Ole, talking Ole Miss, me down.
1: Ole Miss is going to win 10 games. I'm convinced of it.
0: Convinced? 10 games. Convinced. That means they're going to Atlanta.
1: But not necessarily. It depends on who they lose to i just see them stumbling a couple of times along the way. And it depends on who they stumble to. You know, six and two in the SEC is a mighty good record, but it depends on who those two are.
0: Yeah. I, look, when Ole Miss went seven and one with Eli and their losses oh, to the man. one LSU team they couldn't lose to, Memphis and Texas Tech, there's no record that could convince me Ole Miss is going to Atlanta. It seems like a pipe dream forever.
1: Yeah. You had to bring that year up. What was that? 03? Yeah, it was 03. I remember coming to that game, getting to Batesville, and the traffic along Highway 6 was terrible.
0: It was. The I mean, coolest. It, it
1: probably took 50 minutes to an hour to get to Oxford from Batesville.
0: It was the coolest game day experience I'd ever been a part of until 2014 Alabama.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, I mean, the Lou Groza award winner oh. missed field goals. Oh. I mean, it, Debbie how cruel. Downer, you're Debbie Downing. Come you on. You brought it
0: up. You brought know. it up. I know, it's my fault. It's my fault. Well, you said 10 games. So now, put breaking news. Breaking news. David Johnson of Inside the Rebels, 247 Sports, is reporting. Ole Miss will be winning 10 games in the 2022 season. Back to you, David.
1: No, I, I think the talent's there. The talent's there to do it. They're going to really have to screw something up to not win 10. I think they can do it. And, um, you know. Oh, um, Ole Miss football winning 10 games. We act like this is normal. It's not normal. I think it's the new normal, man. I okay. really
0: do. So, um, even if Lane you know,
1: Kiffin left tomorrow, it's still the new normal? I can't say that. Don't know. Mm-hmm. Depends on who the next guy would be. But uh, That
0: means you know, Lane's the program and old Miss. I mean, Lane is bigger than the program. It's not the old Miss that's the draw. It's Lane Kiffin. Oh, well, there's you, no you doubt about do it. it. Independent. Okay. Well, then that's a problem. Yeah. you got to kind of find a way to make Ole Miss into a brand that's sustainable on its own.
1: Keep winning. All you have to do is keep winning. You can't say you can't win a national title in Oxford anymore. We've won two in the last two years.
0: Oh, I've said that too. Yeah. Anytime anybody's like, well, I don't know all this. No, Ole Miss baseball, won a national championship, anything is possible. It's like Kevin Garnett anything. meme come to life.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's there's reason for our optimism. I suppose. I mean, so uh, you know, I gotta admit, I cried when the women's golf team won the national championship. I you had tears in my eye. And right. I did the same thing for baseball. Oh, and yeah. I, so don't, I, don't, I don't feel bad golf. at
0: all for tearing up for baseball. If anybody wanna make some, oh Ben, you're no, I don't care. Little Ben, that was 10-year-old Ben that was crying when Keith Carter and Valpo happened and Bryce Drew. Yeah, that was for him. He was he came bubbling back to the surface when almost won the whole thing. Yes, I teared up. I'm proud of it cuz that's a, that's a lifetime worth of scar tissue.
1: Absolutely. That that you know and it it's only been a couple of months it still feels surreal. I mean it's Your really life been a month kept happening.
0: Life kept continuing. It rolled yeah. on the passage six of weeks. time. Yeah, 6 weeks ago.
1: 6 weeks ago. We need to keep on celebrating that. That's that's amazing. I think they get their rings at the Alabama game this fall.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah, and uh, the same week, I think the what I've been told is a 90-minute episode of the season will come out that will document the national championship as well as this coffee table book that's being put together right now.
0: Well, that sets that week up to be as big, potentially, if they win like we think they can in the early season.
1: Not 2014 Alabama, but it's pretty close. 2003 November, LSU. That's pretty close. November 12th is late in the year this year, and uh, you know we'll see what's on the line with the football team as well.
0: Hot take hotel to take us out. Game day will return to Oxford again for Ole Miss, Alabama, November 12th.
1: Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, I'll go. I'll go a step further. Katy Perry's here that day.
0: If if I want my daughter, who's 10, she should be who Ole Miss is already kind of marketing to to bring them into the fold as fans. Gracie's already um, an old miss person, but just by association, right? But she's still not into the fandom of it yet. She said she hasn't gotten there, neither is Riley. You want to get those kids? You can't bring Katy Perry this time. Bring Harry Styles. Okay, then. All right. Who was Harry Styles to your parents back when we were kids? Who
1: were you listening to? Who I was, li- I was listening to kiss. You were a kiss person? Oh, absolutely. I am a big KISS person. David, Um,
0: please tell me you went to a concert for KISS, like decked out. like Not necessarily Gene Gene Simmons. would be kind of obvious. Yeah, in
1: 1996, I actually went to three KISS concerts, uh, the original four. And I saw them at the Pyramid. I saw them in Little Rock, and I saw them in Birmingham. And uh, yeah, I was dressed up like Gene Simmons. I I admit, I was. That is amazing. I was 25 years old in 1996 but that's when i saw kiss and it was so funny a a group of us from work went to the memphis concert and uh, we brought an older guy he's probably about 40 years old and he brought his kids who were like in first and third grade at the time no so we we get inside and we've been drinking whiskey all the way from cleveland mississippi to memphis he was not drinking, he was driving. And I was speaking to say, so we're, we're feeling pretty good. And we set up, we get in our seats and everything. Guys, a couple of rows in front of us, they light a doobie up. Oh, yes. He, Let's the, kiss. The, it's guess. The, the smell is everywhere. And this guy who, this older guy who brought his kids, he gets angry. He's oh. like, I can't believe you're doing this. And he goes and gets security. And he's dragging security up there to where they're setting. And the security guy looks at him and just shrugs his shoulder, like, "Man, everybody in here is doing that. I'm not throwing this guy out." So he's angry the whole concert. But uh, we had a good time. What a great well, time! Well, here's the Two thing: as,
0: you're, as his friend, you should have looked at him and been like, "Dude, you're the one in in we the were, right, not in the we wrong. Were, you're right was. because you don't smoke pot in front of kids." But what is, What is your expectation at a Kiss concert? Kiss was founded yeah. around the concept of musical sex.
1: Oh, it's interesting you say that because Gene Simmons, the bass player, has never been inebriated in his life, he says. But Gene was always into the women.
0: Yes, he was. There's still a uh, rock and roll lifestyle without partaking in things. Knowing everything you know about me, try to guess my first concert. The Backstreet Boys. God dang it, David. No, I'm going to see them in September. Alan Jackson. Jackson. <laughs>
1: Alan Jackson, you go, man.
0: In Tuflo, the Bancourt South Center, the Gone Country Tour.
1: All right. All right.
0: Yeah. Still got the CD to this day.
1: I'm not much on country music, but I have seen Hank Williams Jr., Mickey Gilly, Johnny Lee. Hmm. Maybe that's it. I've seen those guys. (laughs) Hey, that's pretty strong, though
0: if yeah, you'd have gotten uh, one more if you just said okay i'm gonna throw glenn campbell on there that'd have been like the
1: mount rushmore It'd been great oh galveston i love galveston by glenn campbell
0: i'm saying
1: Stone cowboy
0: i feel like i've brought you back and now you can go about your day a little bit more happy
1: Are yeah maybe more? so maybe a, little oh. bit, a little bit a little, a little bit, bit there. there all right go listen to some kiss i've got to write a story about austin keys
0: what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
0: Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.